This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. When this happened, you talked about it on The Fan. Our goal for next year, I got news for you, it won't change. And it'll never change. We're going to chase that Super Bowl. We're going we're gonna to chase it until we get it. And then we'll chase it after that again. But that's it. People want to criticize us. Then you go ahead, but you really got no right. When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. Good morning, campers. Alan Jerry. Don't worry, it's only an hour long, and most days it doesn't suck. Right, here we go, a couple minutes after 5 o'clock. What do you say we do this on a Tuesday morning as we put a bow on week 10 in the NFL? The Eddie Scazzeri, what's up? Fliegelman's in there, too. How are we doing? Uh, we're falling apart around here, so usually this is when I would introduce uh, Al Dukes. He's not here. He spent the night in his Pooping. Bathroom. Yes, uh, he spent the night. As you say. A tornado of poop. Correct. Uh, colonoscopy for Al uh, today. So he had to take those pills. I know, Eddie, you took those pills a little while ago as well for the colonoscopy. I did. Um, what was interesting, as we'll get to the bills, I promise, in a second, and the Jets, because Rob Sala is, is well, whatever. We'll get to him in a minute. Um, so he took the pills as well, didn't drink the formula. He said he couldn't start taking those pills till 6 p.m., which means he had to stay up and spend the evening in the toilet. There's the big steaming pile. <laughs> Which sounds just awful. So he has an appointment this morning for the colonoscopy as long as he cleared himself out. And also, and he talked about all this on the podcast, so I'm not speaking out of turn. I think it's a 1 o'clock. Oh, is it 1 o'clock? I believe so. So time out. You're telling me he couldn't eat from 10 a.m. yesterday or 11 a.m. Uh, he told me when he was leaving here he was done eating okay. aside from beef broth which is not eating let's be honest a lot of water no food and he doesn't have that procedure till one is he's got to wake up this morning and wait all morning yes that's, oh. i always try to schedule him like at 7 a.m. yes that's usually when they do it first thing in the morning so all right so one o'clock today he will have the colonoscopy and the Endoscopy, is that how you say that? Correct. Where they go down your throat and, and, and take a look at the esophagus. Poop so, emoji. Yes. Yeah, so he did that last night, and I imagine by now he's cleaned out, but who knows. 
Uh, so he's not here today. And Spike, our boss, is having a procedure. So I was like, what the hell is going on? We're all falling apart around here. So be it. We wish everybody well. So let's get to last night, and then we're going to get into the Jets and the Giants because there's a couple of things that struck me um, from both our head coaches that spoke yesterday. And, oh, by the way, four calls, four calls coming up middle segment if you don't call, that's fine. I'll keep talking. But four calls on anything you want to talk about can be about Al, can be about the show, can be about the Giants, Jets, I don't care, or the Monday Night Football game. So you think you think we've got it bad here with the way we've watched the Giants and Jets. Well, we do. I mean, the Giants are atrocious. They're 2-8. and eight. And quite frankly, uh, as Sean O'Hara said on the Giant postgame show on MSG after they lost to the Cowboys Sunday, um, this isn't even professional football, meaning the product that the Giants are putting out onto the field. So, yeah, it's bad. It's not good compared to where we were last year. Yes, the Jets are not good. They're a very, they're a really good defense. I don't think they're a great defense, but they are really good. They keep the team in every single game. They've got an offense that doesn't score, um, but they're, you know, mediocre. They're four and five. Then there are the Bills. Now, when I talk about, I and mean, when you look at the Giants, there's a lot of reasons why you could say they're 2-8. and eight. Now, I don't think, even with the injuries, they should be 2-8, and eight, but I will tell you this. There's no way they should be 8-2. and two. With the Jets, they were basically supposed to be run by Aaron Rodgers, a Hall of Fame quarterback, so at least you can look at the Jets and say, mm, I get it, they're doing the best they can. They don't have Aaron Rodgers. They've got Zach Wilson, a few steps down. You can see why they're 4-5, and five, probably should be 5-4, and four, really should be 6-3 and three, if we're being honest. But they're four and five. Okay, fair enough. How about if you're the Buffalo Bills? The Buffalo Bills are a team we talk about Super Bowl championship windows. You know, a lot of times you figure out that window is as long as you've got that Super Bowl winning quarterback or that Super Bowl contending quarterback. And I think the Bills believe they've got that in Josh Allen. They've been close. They've been to the playoffs. They've lost. They've lost tough playoff games. We know all this. You come into this year, and the expectation in Buffalo is. Super Bowl or bust. Well, right now through 10 games, the Buffalo Bills are closer to a bust than they are a Super Bowl contending team. They, If you're just waking up, they lost last night. You'll see the score 24-22. You might even read that they turned the ball over four times. You might find out that Josh Allen threw a couple of interceptions. They had bad fumbles. They had penalties. And you, yeah, not good. What are you going to have? The, the Broncos won three in a row. They beat. All right, well, it must have been the turnovers. Well, yeah, that's part of the story for sure. But you know what the bigger part of the story is? And this comes down to the coaching and what we think of coaches. So I would say going into this year, most people, if asked the question, what do you think of Sean McDermott as a head coach? You would think, you know what, pretty good. They win a lot of games. They're in the playoffs. They might even contend for a Super Bowl this year. Well, if what happened last night in Buffalo happened to the Jets this weekend, and that's why they lost to the Raiders, or if what happened last night in Buffalo happened to the Giants, and that's why they lost to the Cowboys on Sunday, this radio station would have been on fire for, I'm not even saying 24 hours, the week, and maybe beyond. The Buffalo Bills, as they are still time to go, still have seven games, they could go on a seven-game winning streak, wouldn't shock me, and they could end up going 12-5, and five. wouldn't be surprising. But at this point in the season, they are in the midst of a playoff fight. Fair to say, mediocre with the loss, 5-5. Five and five. They're basically um, with a collection of teams that are right there in the mix. Who knows who gets there? Who knows who doesn't? So the Buffalo Bills playing a team that they should beat, the Broncos. I know they won two in a row, but let's be honest. The Broncos haven't been good. The Broncos have been mediocre at best. I would actually say bad, quite frankly. 
they lost the game last night where they played terribly because the Broncos line up for a field goal to win the game down 22-21, and Will Lutz misses. And you're thinking, game over. The Bills, not a great performance. They were sloppy. But you know what? They're going to escape with a win. They're going to get to 6-4, and four, and maybe they can start turning things around. they got things to work on. Got to be a little better. Can't turn the ball over. We got to do this. We had Josh Allen's got to be better. But you know what? We're the better team we won. And then that yellow piece of laundry flying out. And to hear the official, too many men on the field, and then they move the ball up five yards, and then Will Lutz makes from 36, ball game over, Broncos win, the Broncos win. I mean, you guys, I tell you, whether it's coaching, whether it is players not in the right frame of mind, to know when they're supposed to be on the field, to know when they're supposed to get the hell off the field. Whatever the case, whoever you want to blame, if that was the Jets or the Giants, we would be going nuts yesterday, today, tomorrow. Inexcusable. That is taking a victory and handing over a defeat. Now, in fairness, as I said, they did enough to lose the game anyway, so probably well-deserved. I'm not saying the Bills played a better game. Not by a long shot. But in the end, you're up 22-21. You could also make the case of 41-yard field goal. The probability is he, he should probably make it anyway. Fair enough. But he still missed, and you blew it. For like the eighth time in that game, they blew it. So if you're the Buffalo Bills, you got lots of explaining to do because last night was about as bad a loss as you can have, and you do it in front of the home crowd, which to me makes it even worse. And then real quick, because... When Brian Dable came here and Daniel Jones played so much better last year and Daniel Jones didn't turn the ball over, all we said was, you know, Brian Dable, Brian Dable, Brian Dable, look what he did with Josh Allen. He leaves. Josh Allen's back to a turnover machine. Look at Daniel Jones. He doesn't turn the ball over. All true. And when the Giants were winning games, won nine of them last year, and won a playoff game, you're thinking, boy, this guy is really something. And there's part of that is true because Daniel Jones was a better quarterback last year. Josh Allen under Brian Dable was a better quarterback. Two more picks last night. I don't know what his deal is, but Josh Allen is not the same, and this Bills team is not the same as they are now 5-5 five and five playing a Jets team. I mean, you talk about how big this game is now this weekend. The Dolphins are 6-3, and three, not running away with anything. And I think if anything would prove that the Dolphins are... The Dolphins are really good. But they have run into some spots where you sit there and shake your head and you say, is that the same Dolphin team that hung 70 on the Broncos? Is that the same Dolphin team that you know can light it up for 40 points and, and have 500 yards of offense? Like It makes you think that the Dolphins are a beatable team in the AFC East. Well, the Bills, I don't think, are in a position to beat anybody right now. I mean, they're very average. They're 5-5. Five and five. The Jets are 4-5 and five with a win Sunday. Think about this. With a win Sunday, the Jets would be 5-5. Five and five. The Bills would go to 5-6. and six. I don't know. Eddie, who do the Dolphins play Sunday this weekend? Any ideas? Uh, no. Okay. Um, <laughs> but if the Jets win Sunday, they would have the tiebreaker over the Bills having beaten them both times this year. This game is enormous for the Jets. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. 
I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. So let's get to them for a second. Rob Sala, who has taken a beating left and right, and rightly so. Whether it is the way the team plays, doesn't play, the penalties, that whatever the reason might be that you have for wanting to kill Rob Sala, I am getting to the point where I am no longer going to fight you on it. Because press conferences like yesterday, in my opinion, make you want to vomit. You know, Al always talks about he would like to be a social media consultant for some of these teams or even just a media consultant for when they talk to the press. There are right things to say. There are wrong things to say. There's being completely honest. Then there's being completely honest, but you can kind of withhold some information. Here's what Rob Sala needs to start doing at these press conferences. Stop talking. That's what he needs to do. He's too wordy. He said this yesterday, and this is something that I'm not even going to dispute it because Zach Wilson doesn't turn the ball over, so he has been better. I, I That's fine, and I didn't think he played a bad game in Vegas on Sunday night at all. I, I, he was fine. They don't get into the end zone. That's a problem, but he has been better. I agree. The problem is the Jet fan doesn't want to hear that, and rightly so. They haven't scored a touchdown in 36 drives. You know how hard that is to do in the 2023 version of the NFL where the rules are in favor of the offense? And he said, quote, yesterday, Rob Sala, with Zach Wilson staying at quarterback, which we all expected. That's not a shock. Quote, Zach is actually playing pretty good. You're not wrong, but the Jet fan doesn't want to hear that. How about just leave it at, like everybody else on this team, Zach's got to play better. Next question. I got it. I understand the question. He's got to play better. I've got to coach better. We have to play better. Next question. Stop talking about how great Zach Wilson is playing. And then on top of it, he goes on to, I got two other things on this that made me want to vomit. And I think Marco played the clip at the top of the hour. The whole thing about how, Let's be honest, guys. This was put together for Aaron Rodgers. This system was put in place for Aaron Rodgers. We're working through it. All good. If it's September 14th, we are now in the middle of November. If we haven't worked through it by now, you're never working through it. So that was another thing I took some issue with. Just He talks too much. He's like Boomer always says, like these baseball managers, they talk too much. Rob Sala needs to shut up. And what I mean by that is stop giving so much information. Every answer doesn't have to be a four-paragraph diatribe. Just give the answer, move on. Talk to someone that can help you with these questions, move on. The last one, and this goes to the whole point about it being November 14th. Part of the problem with their loss in Vegas were what? The penalties. Bad penalties and bad spots and bad times. Specifically, the one on, uh, was it? I think it was Uzama. It might have been Conklin. I forget. But it was on, on one of the tight ends when they score the rushing touchdown after Zach has the touchdown where he steps out of bounds. 
So asked about the penalties yesterday, he says, quote, we will continue to address that. How about you address it by benching someone? How about making someone an example? Hold someone accountable publicly. Now, I get the fact that you're trying to be Mr. Nice Guy on the outside and that perhaps behind closed doors you're an animal. I have no idea. Don't know how you are with these guys. It certainly seems like you're more friends with them than you are the coach of them. But when you've got a fan base that was expecting a big run, you don't do anything at the quarterback position except except hand the reins over to Zach Wilson. And you are losing games for so many different reasons. Start holding guys accountable, for God's sakes. This whole notion about, I've got to coach better. Yeah, you do. But you know what? Guys need to play better. Guys need to play more responsibly. Guys need to play and do their job the right way. Put someone's, you know, Bobby Knight passed away last week. And CeeLo was in, I think I was hosting with G the day after, and he played the one clip about ass to bench, bench to ass, and that whole relationship. And you know what happens when your ass hits the bench? The bench wins because the whole idea is something goes off in your brain that says, if I don't play better, I'm going to be stuck here. Maybe sometimes examples need to be made of to make a point. Everybody's too comfortable. All these coaches are too nice. Everything's buddy-buddy. Well, perhaps me getting someone's ass once in a while, and maybe the results actually will change. So, I don't know. All that stuff from the Jet press conference yesterday just made my head want to explode. Because while I think Rob Sala is a good coach, he is not proven yet to be a good head coach. I think he's a hell of a nice guy. I don't know that he is that way behind closed doors, but maybe he's got to not be so nice once in a while. How about when that holding penalty is called and the Jets have to settle for three? How about you see a little bit of anger? Just a little bit. How about you see the guy in San Francisco that used to be fiery on the sidelines and not just be fiery and excited when the team actually does something well, but fiery and pissed off once in a while when things don't go well? Because, my God, there are a lot of examples of that. And I hate to always complain about stuff, but I don't know how you couldn't. If you're a Jet fan, you're watching that press conference yesterday or you hear the clips that your brain isn't just fried from listening to it. So, anyway, four calls coming up. I promise four calls. Whatever you want to talk about. Could be the Bills disaster last night. Could be the Jets. Could be the the Mets. They have a new manager. We could talk about the Yankees. Doesn't matter. Could talk about Al. Could be Boomer and Geo. Whatever you want. And if not, we will get into Brian Dable and the Giants. We got lots to do. Also coming up, I heard four songs today, four straight songs in a row. And it's, you know, you hear a lot of you hear a lot of songs every day in your life. But there are certain songs that make you think and bring you back to a certain moment. I heard four specific songs today that brought me back to exact moments in my life that it was actually freaky. So at some point this morning, I'll bring up those as well. But four calls, 877-337-6666. It is the warm-up show. Al's out today. He'll be back tomorrow. We've got Boomer and Geo at 6 on the fan.